thank you so much. I wasn't here too long ago. I got to share my heart. And uh, honestly, it's, an, uh, it's just a, you know, I know we say this a lot, privilege, honor, but it's, uh, it's, it's really an honor. And it's really fun to speak to this group because I feel a hunger in this place. Um, I feel, uh, you know, when you speak, you can feel when you're getting like something pulling on you from the spirit. And I feel that. And that's just even more funner. I know that's not a word, and it doesn't make sense, but you know what I'm saying, to speak and give the word of God. So uh, can I have you just stand for a second, and let's, uh, I want to pray some things out. Uh, I'm going to be teaching on the subject of hearing, hearing God tonight, and uh, man, this is, uh, this is, I mean, anything you, you teach from the word of God is powerful, and it has the, the ability to change your life, but as I was praying about this, <clears throat> Jake and I were talking about it, and it's just something that's been stirring in my spirit in this season of my life. And uh, I want to just not just teach, but I want to impart something to you guys tonight. So I just want to start out that way. Would you just lift up your hand or, or reach out or lift up your hands, however you feel comfortable, however you connect with the Holy Spirit. And let's, let's pray. And I want you, I know you come and expect, and I know you're already there. But we got to just declare some things. So just join with me as I pray this out, all right? Father, in the name of Jesus, you are here. And I open my heart, I open my mind to receive what you have for me. I thank you for revelation knowledge. I thank you for breakthrough and freedom and your plans and purposes for me, for the kingdom of God, in Jesus' name, I receive it. Amen. Amen. If you believe that, say amen. You may take your seat. All right, we got the timer. <clears throat> uh, there's this phrase that I've heard, and... Uh, I remember hearing it and saying, yeah, that's probably true, and then hearing it again later on and saying, that is absolutely true, and I connect with it, and I believe it, and it, and it goes something along these lines, and maybe you've heard it something like this or something that was similar, maybe not word for word, but it's, it's this, to, to have success or the keys to success in the Christian life is hearing what God tells you and doing what he tells you to do. Or hearing from God and obeying God. I don't know if anyone's heard that before, but that's, that's somewhat common. And when you say like success, that can mean a lot of different things. But let me just define it for you the way I believe that it ought to be defined biblically. And that is this. Biblical, biblical success is being who God created you to be and doing exactly what he called you to do. That is, that is like effective Christian living. It's not, it's not about reaching to this top position. It's not just about becoming a pastor. It's not just about seeing all these amazing, crazy things happening in front of you. It can be those things, but it doesn't mean just that thing. Because whatever God has called you to do, think about this for a second. John the Baptist, Jesus said he was the greatest man other than, 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 than him to walk on this face of the earth. John the Baptist. John the Baptist did not dress right according to his culture. He was kind of out in the, in the outskirts, and he was eating, like, stuff that animals ate. 
but yet he was great and he was successful. You guys tracking with me? So success and greatness isn't just determined by society and doing and, see, and looking right, but it's doing exactly what God called you to do. And he paved the way for Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Think about that for a second. Why was he great? He was great because he was doing what God called him to do. And he was totally good with what God called him to do. In other words, he wasn't trying to do or be somebody that he was not. I can think about this phrase, success in Christian living or keys to success is hearing what God has to tell me and obeying what he has to say. Hearing God and obeying. I was a teenager when I first heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and I connected with that. I heard God and I obeyed and I connected with what was, what was being said so that I can be saved, changed my life. I was a young adult. I was eight, 17, 18 years old when, when there was a prophetic word in my life that changed my life forever. I already had it inside of my heart that I wanted to do ministry. I never said it out loud. I didn't know what that would look like. I didn't know how that would be or how that would come to be. And there was a man in my church, small Spanish Pentecostal church in Washington State, that had a prophetic calling and gift on his life. And he prophetically gave me a word that changed my life. I heard from God, and I obeyed something that was a command from God. I uh, Fast forward in my life, I have a, I have, I'm married I have a daughter, and my son is in the hospital, and he's fighting for his life. And at that moment where I needed to hear from heaven, I heard from God. I got instructions. I obeyed. And now today my son is seven, going to be eight, and he's living an amazing, awesome life, and he loves Jesus. Now, it's not to say that if he didn't live that, that, that we missed it, but there's, there was fruit there, there and there was something that, that I was able to get and honor God and advance the kingdom of God through that. Fast forward a little bit, I'm in ministry, I'm leading a church, and I failed in ministry. I was just unhealthy, my family was unhealthy, and there was a moment where I was at the bottom of the bottomless in my pit, and I had to hear from God, and hearing from God changed the outcome of what was next. And I remember hearing the Holy Spirit Daniel saying, Daniel, if you lose this ministry, will you still serve me, will you still worship me, will you still go after me like you, like you said you would? And at that moment, I knew that I was, it was going to be a transition in my life. And I knew that what I did going forward from that would, would, would determine my outcome. And, and it, would, it would shape my life to be. I heard from God, and I did my best to obey it. And I can tell you time after time where there was brokenness in my life that was dealt with. And hearing from God and doing what he's told me to do resulted in some freedom and more freedom and more of what, what, what success is, which is doing what God called you to do and being who God called you to be. Hearing from God. I want to lay a little foundation. And like I said, in, in my, my goal tonight is, is to just impart some things to you because, because I believe this is so huge. And I believe that no matter where you are in life, Hearing from God isn't a one-time thing. Uh, in fact, it shouldn't be a rare thing. It shouldn't be a, a, a thing that happened or happens every now and again. It should be an ongoing, normal thing. Because why? Because we are supernatural. Amen? If you have Jesus in your life, this should be something that, that isn't a, 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 a crazy, uncommon thing. Listen to what it says in Exodus 25, 22. 
And there I will meet with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat. Just focus on that. There I will meet with you, and I will speak with you. I want you to note something here. God desires, now this is the context of the Old Testament. He's on the tab, he's, he's at the tabernacle. This is where he met with Moses. And, and if there's any like confusion of, well, eh, I'm not Moses, God spoke to, to the children of Israel that way, the New Testament tabernacle is, is, is our bodies. And this is, a, this is a, a promise for you and for me. But here's what I want you to know. God desires to meet with you and speak, underline, with you. Not just to you, but with you. He wants to speak with you. I got a couple points for you if you're taking notes. I think I read one time on the, on, on the Instagram that uh, note takers are history makers or something like that. I don't know if y'all believe that, but um, if you're taking notes, I got, a, I, got a, I got a couple points for you. Here's the first point. Hear from God is a, is a God-given ability. It is a God-given ability. John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Here's an amazing revelation for you to grasp right here. That you are a sheep, and I am a sheep. Think about this for a second. Why don't we just say this together? Say, I am a sheep. I'm not going to make you bad or nothing like that. <laughs> I am a sheep. I am a, as a child of God, you are born again with the ability to hear from God. This is super important. This is super important because in order to hear from God and to get to a place where you are hearing from God and you are experiencing the results of that, this, this has to be something that you know and you believe, that I As a Christian, Jesus, God wants to speak with me, and that I have the ability to hear from God. So so many times, I remember myself, and I've spoken with many people about this, that they believe, or I've believed this myself, that, okay, I'm a Christian, but in order to hear from God, I have to have another gift, or I have to have a special gift to hear from God and to discern God's voice, or I got to have a special anointing on my life to hear God's voice, and I want to tell you tonight that that's not true, that just by being a Christian and by being a disciple of Jesus Christ, by being a born-again Christian, that you are born again with the ability to hear from God. You know that when, when babies are born, that, that we, and when you were born, when I was born, we were all born with, with, with abilities that are just natural instincts. Have you ever seen a newborn, raise your hand if you've ever seen a newborn baby. Raise it nice and high, nice and high. All right. If, if, if you've ever seen a newborn baby, and you don't even have to, like, see a baby to know this, this fact, and, and just about about uh, anatomy and about, about, about life, that, that you don't have to teach a baby to, to, that, 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 to, to let them know and to teach them that they got to eat. Like, that's just an instinct. It's a survival. It's, it's something that's inside of them. The moment they come out, they're crying and they're ready to eat. Like, you don't have to, like, 
ask for some special ability or, or wonder if like, oh, maybe he can, he's got it, but she doesn't have it. It's just a, it's a natural thing. And, 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 and I, I just picture, I think it's hilarious because I think about my kids in that moment where they're, 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 they're just boring. They're ready to eat. And, and there's, a, there's like a scripture, there's a scripture that talks about this in, in Timothy. It says, like newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word of God so that you can grow. Like newborn babies, if you've ever seen a newborn baby going after food, it's like, get out the way. And the, as small as they are, they will do whatever it takes to get food because it's inside of them. And they don't have to wonder if, if they have it or not because it's a natural thing that's God-given. Well, just the way that is true, it is a God-given ability in your spirit when you are born again to hear from God. It is something that is in your design, in your spiritual design to hear from God. And I'm going to tell you this, if you do not know that, and if you do not believe that, it will be a hindrance to you from hearing from God. Because you will be wondering if you, if you need something else, or if you need to do something different. John chapter 1 verse 12 says this, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. I say this scripture because the moment you come to terms with this is the moment that the enemy will cast doubt and say, well, well, are you really a Christian? Are you really a disciple of Jesus Christ? Do you really have that ability? Well, according to this scripture, it says this, as many as received Jesus, you have been given a birthright, or that word means authority, to be a child of of God. And if you are a child of God, then you are a sheep of his flock. And if you are a sheep from his flock, then you know his voice and he knows you. Can somebody say amen? amen. This is huge. It is a it, it it now, let me let me say this. Let me ask you this question and I'm I'm not looking for a direct answer but you got to think about this you got to ask yourself this question in the core of your belief system do you believe that God can speak to you do you believe that God wants to speak to you because this is a matter of faith everything we do we connect with God is a matter of faith I love this quote from Pastor Robert Morris he says hearing God is not about something we do. It is about someone we are. It is not primarily behavior, but it is a reflection of our identity. Hearing God is not so much about something we do or we got to obtain or we got to get or we got to be good enough to do. It's a matter of our identity. If you are a sheep, if you are a child of God, then it's built inside of you that you, you have the ability to hear from God. If you understand this, you will be able to make this connection. Here's the other thing that I want you to know is not only do you got to know who you are or who you are, but you got to know who you belong to in a matter when we're talking about hearing from God. Do you believe in the, in, the, in, the, in the foundation at the core of your belief system when it really matters, what do you believe about God? Because if you have 
a skewed belief of who God is, then you might not think that he is good and you might not think that he is love. And if he is not good and he is not love, well, then that means he is not safe and I cannot come to him or he doesn't even want to come to me. And that will hinder the ability of what you already have and that is from hearing from God. So in this first point about you have the ability, my question to you is this. What do you believe about yourself? And who do you believe about God? Or what do you believe about his character? And if you, and if you have any doubts, or you have, like, if you say, man, you know what, that's, I need that. that I'm, I'm struggling with that. I want to encourage you to start with 1 Corinthians 13. Because 1 Corinthians 13 is the chapter that, that explains and defines what love is. And the Bible says that God doesn't have love, but he is love. So when you start reading that love is patient, you can, you can know that God is patient. When you start reading God, that love is kind, and, lo- and, and love is lo- long-suffering, and it bears all things, and it believes all things, then you could just say God is, bears all things. He believes all things. He is kind. He is patient because God is love, and that, that, is, that is who he is. That is part of his character. And it's so important that we understand, as we talk about hearing from God, that you understand that you are a sheep and you understand that he is a good shepherd, that he is a good God, he is a good father. Here's point number two. Not only is it something that is, a, it is a, a, an ability that you have, but it is something that is learned and matured. When you, I'm going to go back to the baby, the newborn baby. That instinct is there. Their, their, their ability to communicate is there. Their ability to know that they need to eat is there. But yet they have to learn how to do it and to do it better so that they can grow. The same is true with hearing from God. It is there. But it does still need to be learned. And it still needs to be matured. Um, Let me, let me say this. We are either not recognizing his voice or we are too distracted that we cannot hear his voice. And so it needs to be learned and it needs to be matured. How many of you guys ever heard this? That, that the problem is not that God is not talking. The problem is that we're not listening. How many of you heard that? I think that's true. I believe that's true. I believe that God is, is, is always speaking. And the reason we don't hear God is either point number one that, that there's, there's something in our belief system where we just do not connect that we have that ability and that God has a desire. Or point number two, that it's there, but we just, we just it, it, there's too much going on or we don't recognize it because we haven't had any intentionality of learning and maturing to hear his, his voice. I want to give you two things in this point that we need to do in order for us to learn and mature in his voice. Number one, we need to lower the noise and turn up the volume of God's voice. And number two, we need to tune into the right frequency. I asked Sydney to help me out with this little illustration. Everybody give it up for Sydney. All right, Sydney, can you play, can you play the, um, the keys nice and soft? The book uh, in the Old Testament, there's a story of the prophet Elijah. He did some crazy things called down fire from heaven and then he got into a place where he was just like his brokenness was was revealed do you know that like men of god women of god like pastors and awesome people that are doing awesome things for god can be broken still 
You know that that's a thing? Elijah was still kind of broken. There was some fear that he was dealing with. There's a part where he's in the cave, <clears throat> excuse me, and he needs to hear from God, and there's all this wind and, you know, all this noise and thunderings and lightning. Blah, blah, blah. And then all of that, God was showing him that God's voice wasn't in that for him, but it was in the small, still voice. And there's, 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 there's a teaching there. But this is going to represent God's voice, okay? God is always speaking. But I can, we can hear this right now because you guys are quiet and because there's nothing else really happening. Now, here's what I want you to do to help me out with this illustration. I want you to turn to your neighbor and start talking. Just start talking about what you did yesterday. Come on, help me out. Bring it up a little bit. All right. All right, as you're talking, you're listening. And now that you're talking, we can't hear that music that's playing. All right, Sydney, now, now play your, uh, your gangsta music that you had back there, Sydney. Turn it up a little bit, Sydney. All right, everybody stop talking, Sydney. Continue with the music. Everybody stop talking. All right, all right, all right. Okay, lower, start lowering down. Start lowering down that music. Okay. All right, listen to this, okay? Two things. Now, now, this isn't a rocket science, right? This, this music was playing the whole time. But how many of you guys heard this, this pad and the keys playing? If you did, dang, you're, you're, a, you're an alien. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. Because it was impossible to hear it. There, it was going, but there was noise here. And there was extra noise from the system. Now, we have the ability to hear from God, but the learning and the maturing part comes by silencing the extra noise and everything that is going on around us and everything we're giving our attention and our ear to that is contrary to the word of God. And there's also all these things and these things that are conflicting and fighting the truth and the word of God that competes for your attention and for your eyes and your ears to really give into what's being spoken. Now you can lower down that music there. Let me just give it to you a little bit more simple, more real. So many times when we can't hear the word of God is because most of our attention is away from his voice and it is towards other things that really don't matter. Now this isn't a message of condemnation. Please trust me. Please hear me on that. But if you want to learn and if you want to mature in the, in the voice, in hearing God, then there's got to be some things that you got to lower down that is competing from his, with his voice and that is capturing your attention. And you can fill in the blank. It can be things that, that are entertaining, things that, are, that, that really just don't have a lot of weight and value and matter that are contrary to God's word. It can be even the enemy's voice that you have to address and you have to bring down. I think about a stereo system or a radio. I, I realize we don't use radios anymore. We got our phones. Which, by the way, when I was over here right before I came up, my leg started burning. My left leg started burning, like literally burning. And I, I, I got my phone, and my first thought was, like, my phone's going to, like, explode, and I'm going to, there's something crazy on my leg. But my flashlight was on. I didn't realize that this thing gives out heat. <laughs> Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. Like, it literally, like, burned my leg. But anyways, 
that's besides this point. But I realize we use our phones for music. But if you could picture a radio or a stereo system, right? So many times we think that this is part of it. Lowering down the, the extra noise and, and, and hiring up the volume is part of it. Because you can do that and you can be on the wrong station. You can be listening to the wrong song. And you can have it full blast, but it's, it's the wrong frequency. The other part of it is tuning in and, and being in the right frequency. So that's, it's, it's lowering down the extra noise, but it's also tuning into the right frequency. Lowering down the extra noise is, is saying no to the things of your flesh, the things that, that, that are taking you away from God's word, that is taking you away from worship, that's taking you away from what God has for you, that's spiritually edifying to you. That is turning down the noise. But tuning into the right frequency is the word of God. It is the Bible. I promise you, and I don't have enough time to really teach on this, but I promise you, I, from my own self, from my own testimony, the times in my life that I have been in God's word on a daily basis or weekly basis, however, however frequent it may be, and depending on the season of your life, on a daily basis, the, the voice of God is more clear and more real to me than ever before. Versus the times where I have not spent any time in God's word, any time in worship, any time in, 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 in just seeking God, the, the voice of God is just harder to be heard because we're not in the right frequency. We're not in the right channel. We're getting the wrong music. We're getting the wrong sounds. And so I need to move on. But first point is you have the ability to hear from God if you are a Jesus follower, and you need to know that. But you have to learn and mature in hearing God's voice and, and, and that is by being connected to his word. Because he will never tell you something that is contrary to his word. The Holy Spirit said that I'm, that Jesus said that the Holy Spirit's coming. And he's coming to tell you what the Father is saying. Like, they will never contradict each other. And, and, and you know, have you, ever, have you ever thought this to yourself? Have you ever asked this? I'm sure you have. How do I know if it's God or if it's me or if it's the devil, right? Like that's like, that's an ongoing question because it's a real question. I'll tell you where you start. You start by knowing and, and just staying close to God's word. Because God's word is food to your spirit and the way God speaks to you is to your spirit. Because God's word is, is God speaking. That's his voice. That's his mouth in and of itself. So, so let me just say this about, about maturing in God's word. When you mature in God's word, you realize that there's not only one way to hear God's voice. Let me give you an example. It's an immature thing to only believe that I can hear God only when there's a prophet that speaks to me. That's, that's limited. It's just, it's just not matured yet. Can God do that with me? Absolutely. But God can use anybody in here to do the same. In the Old Testament, he used a donkey to talk to somebody. Come on. If he could use a donkey, he can use me. He could use you. God can use something that you didn't even think about, that you're just driving and all of a sudden you see something. So you're, when you mature in that, the, the, the way you can hear from God just broadens. And your, 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 your sensitivity to that just increases. Point number three, why should you want to hear God? Or what's the purpose of it? 
let me just ask this question, and, and let me just hear some participation. Why, why, would you want, why should you hear God's voice? Can anybody be brave enough to just say something? Say it again. Say it loud. Guidance, Guidance absolutely. Anybody else? Wisdom. Why should you want to hear God? Say it again. You're built to, you're made to, absolutely. Encouragement. Relationship. Why should you want to hear from God? Why is it important? You know, the things I'm hearing is actually, they're, they're absolutely correct. The reason we want to hear from God is because God, let me say it this way. There's an exchange that happens when we hear from God. Sometimes we, we think that we need to hear it because if I'm not hearing God, then I'm, I'm off, I'm wrong, God's mad at me, I'm missing something, and I'm just off. And, and, and there's something wrong with me, but that's not true. We hear from God. We want to hear from God because of relationship, because of sonship, because you're a daughter. That is why. There's a scripture that says that, that, that the, fathers are being, uh, the, the sons are being brought, back, brought to the fathers and the daughters to the mothers. There's some things that need to happen within the context of this relationship that hearing from God is the conduit to get you to where you need to get to. There are some things that only a father can do for your life. There are some things that only a mother can do for your life. And you might say, man, like me, I, I was raised by a, by a single mom. But let me tell you, the Bible says that God is a father to the fatherless. Jesus, part of Jesus' ministry is to heal the brokenhearted. There are some things that, 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 that happen when you hear from God and you are able to just transfer, transfer that to what's happening in your life. Because of sonship, that's why. Because of friendship, that's why. That's why. Did you know that the sonship part of things with hearing from God is there, there's, some, there's, some, uh, there's some healing that happens? But the friendship part of hearing from God, there's some, there's some adventure and there's some amazing thing that happens above that. Because if all we're doing is wanting to hear from God whenever we desperately need a word from God, then we're missing out. We're only seeing God as a father and not as a friend. But Jesus said, no longer do I call you servants. Because the servants don't know what my father's doing, but now I call you friends. Because a friend knows. A friend is close enough to know what's going on. John 8.32 says this, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth. You know that knowing is an intimate knowing? It's not just like, I, I learned it, I heard it, I heard it, and I can probably quote it. But a knowing is not up here. The knowing that it speaks of is in here. There's a knowing here. There's an exchange. Like, I know the truth, and that truth makes me free. And you know that by, by a relationship. You know that by hearing something and you hear from God. You know, we're in perfect vessels. 
And there's hurts and there's, there's wounds that, that happen either before Jesus that happened to you or maybe even after Jesus. If you're like anything like me, you made stupid decisions and made mistakes and you, 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 you encountered some hurt and some pain. But the Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Jesus said that I've come to heal the brokenhearted. And these hurts and these pains and these things that happen to us can lead us to not, to not experiencing success the way we define it up front. From not experiencing the life that God gave us. From not experiencing that abundant life that Jesus said he brought us and he, and he came to give us. Let me give you an example of, of what I'm talking about. Hearing God, why do I want to hear God? Because I want, to, I want to experience the fullness of being a son, that's why. Why do I want to hear God? Because I want to experience the fullness of being his friend, that's why. I was, uh, I was um, at home, I don't know how long ago this was, maybe a couple years ago, maybe, soon, maybe even more recent than that. Um, you know, I've been married, I'm going to be married uh, 12 years this year, and, uh, you know, you grow in marriage. You grow in relationship. And when you think, at least for me, when I thought I got married, I was like, oh, yeah, we got it. We're good. I know everybody says that they, oh, you got a lot to learn. I go, we're good. We're chilling. But no, we have a lot to learn. There's a lot. It's just relationship, right? And you learn new things. Well, there's a moment where my wife and I uh, were in a disagreement. We were just mad at each other. And she was upset with me. She was so upset that she did something that she knew would upset me even more. And she walked out and she slammed the door. It got me so livid. Like, I was so mad. I was more mad than what I should have been. And I got so upset and I, I feel so terrible and I've obviously asked for forgiveness, but I went up there and I raised my voice and I yelled. I've never put my hand on my, on my wife, and I never will, but I was so upset, and I was just, ah, oh, I'm being real with you. Can I be real with y'all? The moment that happened, because the Bible says be angry, but don't sin. You can get angry. You can get mad, but don't sin, and don't let anger take over you because you, that's, not, that's not a son. That's not the fullness of a son. That's something else that's, that's taking control of you. So... I knew I messed up. I knew I did something I shouldn't have done. I felt terrible. I came back to Jesus. I, I came back. I went downstairs, and I just cried. And I started to ask God. I started to pray. And, and it's so hard to do this, but it is so freeing to do this because I know enough that even when I'm not, I did something wrong or even though I'm not perfect, that he's still good, and his goodness is not based off of my perfection or even my goodness. His faithfulness is not based off of my faithfulness. He is such a good part. Like, I got the better end of this friendship. You know, like, I can be the worst friend, and he still is my best friend. And I said, God, and I'm in tears. I said, Lord, why does this bother me like this? Why do I allow myself? Why does this happen? And I, and, I, and I sat, and I was crying, and this was a form of worship, and I heard from God, and he spoke to my heart, and he showed me something that I didn't realize because I never came to him with it, 
And I, I, and, I, and I didn't know that there was something that was below the surface of what I was experiencing. And you know what he showed me? He showed me that, uh, you know, with my neighbor and just in the dynamic, that I was so concerned about how others would have thought about what that slam door would have sounded like, that it was a poor testimony, and I was so concerned about what others thought about me that it was at the expense of me disrespecting my own life. I was more worried about what my neighbor thought or someone else down the street because they heard a slam door than what my wife thought about me. There was a lie that I was believing. There was something else that I put above God's word that I was able to connect with when I was vulnerable and I was open and I came to Jesus and I just gave that to him. And I, I'll tell you what, it changed my heart. It changed my, that moment. I, 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 that moment that I, I got connected with that, I went up to my wife and I asked for forgiveness. And, and it's just like there was a freedom that I experienced there. I can tell you time after time, there was a time where I was in, in, in a meeting here at church and we were just ministering the Holy Spirit, and there was this anxiety that came on top of me, and I just knew it was just more of an attack. There was something that was within me, and I, 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 I uh, started to just ask God what was going on. God, why is this going on? You know, one of the most powerful things that you can do is just add, ask God, why is this happening? What's going on? Show me something that I don't see, and if you know that he's good and that he's loved, then you'll know that he's safe. And I, 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 I uh, connected with a different pastor that was here, and we started praying. And I, all of a sudden, started hearing from God. And I, God showed me something that I never knew. You know, what's so crazy about this is sometimes when you experience freedom, you didn't realize how unfree you were until you actually get free. It's like, I didn't realize how heavy this was until this thing came off my back. Whoa, I feel light. It was kind of one of these things where it wasn't like, crazy affecting me, but it was there. And I saw, God showed me something about my childhood where I had to release something from being a single, or of being a kid from a single mom and growing up so fast and having it the way I did that I had to release something to God and allow him to put his finger in my heart and heal something there and allow him to be the father that he is. Man, I cried like a baby. And I received healing because hearing from God, there's an exchange. There's something that you give. There's a vulnerability that you give. There's a faith that you give. And there's a, there's a love and there's a peace and there's a healing that you receive. That is hearing from God. That is hearing from God. I'll tell you this, too. There's, there's been moments in my life where, where, let me say it this way. Let me say it this way. If you are frustrated because you are struggling with something that God and his redemptive plan has already took care of for you, then you need to slow down and you need to hear from God. You need to hear what he has to say. Because they shall know my truth and the truth will set them free. These are a couple of things I wrote down as I just heard the Holy Spirit tell it to me. Are you full of anxiety and fear? Let I me mean, you know that, that that's not God's purpose for your life. That's not, that's not the suffering he, he talks about with being persecuted. Are you, are you dealing with anxiety and fear? Have you, have you come to God? 
as a sheep comes to his, his shepherd to, t- to be taken care of? Have you come to your best friend to ask him why that is? What is it? What is, what is there? What is it that he can reveal to you? What is the truth that he can tell you? What is the thing that you need to release to him? What is the thing that he would ask you to do? Are you full of confusion and doubt? Are you frustrated because of that? You feel like you're in a, in, a, in a rut and you're stuck and you're hitting the wall. Are you wrapped and are you trapped in sin? Is there an addiction inside of your life that you said, man, if this thing can just be broken, my goodness. Have you, have you dared to come to Jesus with that? And so many times we're like, no, nah, I can't tell God. Oh, my gosh. There's a secret. He knows. <laughs> he knows what you struggle with. He knows. And he still loves you the way he loves Jesus. That's just, psh. is there anger? Is there unforgiveness? Is there bitterness that's controlling your life that you're frustrated about? Slow down. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to make things happen. Slow down and listen to what God has to say. And don't just listen, but have faith to obey. Let me tell you this. One of the things that I do personally when I'm hearing from God, turning down the noise, when I'm tuning in, the more you do it, the more it just like comes. I have a, I, I have a journal and I have a piece of paper and I just write things down the way I, the way I think. And I, I, every time I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to write down. The moment I start writing things down is the moment the Holy Spirit just brings stuff to me. Why? Because it's an act of faith. And I just feel led to tell that to you because I think there's somebody or maybe somebody's here that needs to start doing that and put some faith to your action and say, God, I'm going to come to hear you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to learn and mature in this. I'm going to turn it down. I'm going to tune in. But I'm also going to be ready because I, I think you're going to talk to me. I know you're going to talk to me, so I'm going to be ready for what you got to say. And it's an act of faith that God's going to honor and it's going to come to you. But it won't come to you until you start writing things down. Are you full of insecurity? Are you over-concerned about what others think of you? Man, I could tell you another one on that. I was, I was so timid. Check this out. I was so timid that I was in a Spanish Pentecostal tongue-talking church where they were dancing, and I couldn't even raise my hands in worship because I was so timid, and I was so full of fear. Like, I was out of place by not doing it, but I was so, like, I was so full of fear. Not, not in a million years did I think I would be in front of a group of people teaching the Word of God. And even within this, there's been times in my life, even recently, where God delivered me from some insecurities where I I used to think that I would come up here and I needed to hear somebody say, dude, you did a good job for me to know I did a good job. You know, that's some insecure stuff there. Because that's not the goal. The goal is not to bring, to have disciples come to you and to be, be, be drawn to you. It's to be drawn to Jesus Christ. So is there, is there anxieties? Is there insecurities? God will do things in your life when you can hear him and when you can obey him. And there's an amazing exchange and there's an amazing desire that God has. As he says, he said to Moses and he says to us tonight, I want to meet with you and I want to speak with you. There's an exchange there. He's just not talking to you, but he's speaking with you. Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes with me tonight? And Sid, can you play that godly music that we were listening to earlier?
I, I want to um, ask you this question as you're, as you're in this uh, posture of prayer. Think, remember to a time when God spoke to you and it was vital for you and it, and it changed you and it, you needed it. Think about that time. Ask God to remind you if, if you don't, if you're having trouble Someone needs to hear this desperately tonight that God cherishes you and he loves you. Yes, right now, even where you're at, like he loves you so, so much. And you just need to accept that by faith. The second thing I want you to do is Ask God to show you where you can lower the noise and tune in to his voice. Raise your hand if, if, if God's showing you something about that, what I just said. Raise your hand nice and high. Okay, everybody declare this prayer with me. Say, say, Father, show me what to do and give me the courage to do it. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this amazing group. I thank you for your voice. I thank you, Lord, for the truth. And I just thank you for a spirit of impartation in this place. I thank you, Lord, that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Father, I pray that our sensibility of your voice would just increase. I pray, Lord, that you would give us a boldness to say no to the things that don't matter and that compete against your voice or with your voice. And I just thank you, Lord, for clarity in who we are. I thank you for your truth that just triumphs over the lies. I thank you for freedom. I thank you for a full trust and confidence in who you are. I thank you for your revelation knowledge in Jesus' name. Now, while everybody's praying, I want to just give an opportunity for someone to, to, to encounter God today, for someone to, who says, I'm far from God, and I don't even know if I have a relationship with Jesus. Quite frankly, if I die, I don't know if I have peace with God and will be in his presence. So I'm going to ask that if there's anybody here that says, I need prayer, and I, I just, I want to give my life to Jesus. I no longer want to live for myself, and I want to experience love, and I want to experience life, and I want to be all that God has called me to be. If you've never made that prayer, if you've never made that connection, if you don't have that peace, I want to pray for you. The count of three, I want you to just raise your hand if that's you, and I'm going to pray with you. One, two, three. Just raise your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. 
All right, we're going to pray because the Bible says in Romans 10, 13 that all, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And all you got to do is just call out to God, and we're going to do that with you so you're not doing it by yourself. All you got to do is pray. That's this calling out, but you do this with your heart, and that's called faith. So let's say this together. If you raise your hand, say this out loud. And everyone else, I'm going to ask that you say it out loud too so we can do this together with them. Say, oh God, I come to you tonight just as I am, realizing that I need a Savior and that I am far from you. Tonight, I give you my heart. I give you my life. And in return, I accept Jesus as my Lord, as my Savior. Come into my life. Wash me from my sins. Make me new. And from this day forward, I will live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give it up for those people who made that decision. Uh, thank you so much for allowing me to, to, to teach Jake, thanks for allowing me to come back here. Man, give it up for Jake, everybody. And Jake, uh, just love Jake, love his heart. And we